0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the ISV Society Podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I am so excited to be here and chat with you. So first off, you may be asking, what is the ISV Society? Well, it's a membership just for ISVs, where we collaborate, educate, and generate leads in an affordable way. From webinars to blogs, as well as monthly mastermind meetings, these are just some of the ways we're working together. This podcast is also another way to bring the content to you. There'll be marketing tips and tricks, ISV guests, as well as fellow marketing professionals. Just think of it as your one-stop shop, all things channel marketing. It's all about the power of collaboration. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening in to the ISV Society podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I'm excited to chat with my guest today, Donna Krizik from Krizik Marketing. She is the president and owner. So welcome, Donna, to chat with me today. I'm excited. Thanks, Amy. I'm excited, too. This should be fun. Yeah. And so before we get started, I just want to tell everyone a little bit about what we're talking today. So we're going to share marketing tips and tricks because that's our specialty, of course, and how we help ISVs, how you help ISVs, I should say, ISV best practices, and then what to think about when getting into a new ERP. So those are the things we want to cover. But first, Donna, if you could share a little bit about yourself and let everyone get to know you.
1: Sure. Sounds great. Thanks. So I have been in the ERP space, um, Gosh, goodness, probably about uh, 15, 17, maybe even 20 years now. I don't know. I'm not going to count. But, <laughs> um, I started with a small bar uh, back in, I don't know, the early 2000s and uh, really grew up at that bar, which was wonderful. Uh, they were a Microsoft first partner and then they they got into this little known um, uh, budding ERP solution called Acumatica back then. Um, And along the way, uh, I learned everything about running uh, of our practice. And then that that includes a lot of working with ISVs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, transitioned eventually uh, after about 12 years in that space to work for Acumatica for a little bit and got to see the other side of the fence and a little bit about what goes on in the publisher world. And for the last three years, I've been out on my own with Krizzik Marketing, providing marketing services to uh, VARs and ISVs and other ecosystem partners.
0: That's exciting. I feel like we've been, yeah, I think we've been in the channel just as long. I've been in the channel since 1999. Not that I want to date myself, but... (laughs) It was a good time <laughs> to be in software. <laughs> exactly. Back then it was called Great Plains. So, mm-hmm. and I made more trips to Fargo than I ever want to in my lifetime. No offense, but you know, <laughs> but yes. there were a lot when it was Great Plains it was founded there. Agreed. Uh, and yeah, and I actually started with a VAR as well, who turned into an ISV. So I was able to build their ISV partner program pretty much from the ground up, which was kind of cool. So we have similar backgrounds, which is nice.
1: We do, and boy, Fargo in January—yes, you are missing <laughs> out if you haven't experienced that.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we're missing out, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yeah, it was good, good times. I'll, I do mm-hmm. appreciate them very much at this, and uh, I've learned a lot along the way. So, yep. So let's get started with some of the topics we want to talk about today. And first up, which is probably one of my favorites, is marketing tips and tricks. And both of us obviously do a lot of marketing in our space, helping ISVs with marketing. So if you could just share some of the tips and tricks that you have um, learned along the way as you're helping these ISVs and partners, that would be great. Sure.
1: So, you know, the number one thing that I coach all of my clients to do is to find your onlys so the things that only your company can offer and it doesn't necessarily have to be a software feature so if you're an isv and you've got a product that does a b and c it doesn't necessarily your only doesn't have to be a feature of your product it could be a feature of your process or your analysis or your discovery or whatever it is that you bring to the table is to find that and be able to articulate that in an engaging and clear way. Um, that's something we're working through with a couple of my clients right now is to find their onlys.
0: I love that. Yeah. How are you going to stand out from everybody else?
1: Right. Because otherwise, if you're, you know, I mean, we're talking about payment processing, for example, There's a, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of competition in that space. So how do you stand out? in that and you you don't want to you don't want to compete on price if you don't have to
0: exactly so
1: it really should be about something compelling that you offer whether shop that you can do it all in-house I'm working with a um, an e-commerce platform that has a really amazing offering where they do it all from soup to nuts so you don't have to work with a whole bunch of other folks and that is one of their only's that Mm -hmm. other firms don't offer that so they're learning how to talk about that in a clear, concise, and quick way, because, you know, you only got so many seconds to right grab someone's attention these days
0: exactly. Yes. I mean, and I post about this a lot on LinkedIn is just and what is your niche? What do you bring to the table? Like you said, how you stand out from the crowd. I mean, that's the main thing. Otherwise, it's just white noise and people aren't going to notice, notice recognize you or reach out to you
1: right and it sounds like a simple thing mm-hmm. but it really isn't when it comes to transitioning that into marketing speak and mm-hmm. and messaging so um that var that isv that i'm talking about in particular you know they spent probably a solid two months really honing their message and what they did is they, they got together as a group they figured out all right these are what we think are the onlys that are good for our organization and but then they went and they market tested it so they got their pitch together as a group and they went out and they approached I think you know probably 15 bars and tested out their pitch on them and got feedback from all of them they recorded every last one of them and they watched the recordings, and they learned from their process. And so we were able to help them through transcribing and pulling out themes and keys from those that we could use to message, but then they learned from their own presentation what worked, what landed, what resulted in more questions, what was engaging. And it was a really interesting process to see how they went from their initial list of five or six only things to the stuff that really resonates so that they're now their presentations are rock solid to the point, very compelling, very engaging. And they did it all in a period
0: of eight weeks. That's great. And I love that they took the time to do it right, because I also find that a lot of companies out there are always trying to do the things that they can the fastest way that they can. And if you really take a step back, take a look at the big picture, take a piece of one thing that you really want to fix, change, enhance, and really take the time to do it right. Then you know it's solid, like you've said, and you know it's going to work. And we really need to, even from marketing perspective or any perspective, take a step back sometimes and just analyze and figure out what we need to work on and what we need to improve or, or just start. Maybe we're starting something new or like find our onlys and really take the time to do that. And I loved how they worked as a team to do that too. That's really great.
1: They did a, they're, they're the poster child right now mm-hmm. for this whole process. They did a really nice job.
0: So, Obviously you help ISVs and, and partners, but if you could just dive into a little bit of how you help ISVs besides finding their onlys, I know there's a ton of other stuff. Krizik marketing group does help with. So if you could shed some light on that, that would be great.
1: Sure. So, you know, you might um, imagine most of my (laughs) prospects come to me looking for lead generation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, me too. Everybody wants more leads. So, um, but there's a lot, you know, I have a graphic that I use with my clients that there are, you know, five steps in the overall marketing process. And usually clients come to me looking for lead generation, that's step five. So there's four more steps in front of that, that we want to make sure, you know, maybe they already have some of those things done. You know, it's entirely possible that they've gotten that. But a lot of of ISVs typically are farther along a a little bit than VARs because they've had to be. They have a product they've had to take to market. So they've got a little bit more uh, maturity on the marketing scale. But how we help is, you know, first of all, figuring out how they compete. So how do you stack up? How do you differentiate? But then what do you have in place in terms of, your lead generation engine, your processes, your sales process. What does that look like? How do people get to you? What channels are they coming from? Do they even know? Half the time, if you ask people where their leads have come from, they'll be like, hmm, well, mostly referrals. Like, okay, referrals from where? Like, well, partners. Like, okay, which partners? (laughs) <laughs> and when the further, the further you start to ask, the more the qu- data quality breaks down. <laughs>
0: so <Yep. laughs>
1: um, so just putting in to get in simple tracking mechanisms, whatever they're using now and making sure that they can definitively say, oh yes, 30% of our leads come from this partner. What are we doing with that partner to accelerate that? If 30% are coming from that, that's a huge source. So why are we not, you know, working more with them to develop more materials, help them sell better, figure out, you know, are we communicating the, the key components of their ideal customer profile to them so that they can hear and listen in the sales process and say, oh, hey, this, IS, this would be great for an ISV so that they're tuned in all the time, them and their whole sales team. So working with, with VARs intelligently and making that less work for the VAR to do, huge, easy thing to do
0: for an ISV. So I like that you kind of take a step back and just look at the whole picture and try and figure out, okay, what we need to work on, asking those questions that from an external perspective, someone looking in can ask those questions and it really gets people thinking and, you know, things turning and like, oh, we didn't think of that. Oh, we should redo this. Oh. We didn't, you know, have that in place already. So I love that you kind of dissect things first and ask those questions to make sure they have everything they need in place.
1: Yes, and then another key area that we work on with with these uh, with ISVs is branding and their their pitch and their deck and how things look and feel and giving things a fresh take. Because I'll tell you, I've looked at more plain vanilla white. PowerPoint presentations than I ever <laughs> want to see again. And- <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and it's no disrespect. They're just, no, you know they're 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 utilitarian. They're like, right. hey, we, we need to convey our message. We don't care if it's pretty. We're just getting the message across. So, but making it a little more engaging, mm-hmm. a little more consistent across. Because if you've got more than one salesperson, I will tell you right now, you've got more than one presentation deck. Right. Because <laughs> everybody's using their own flavor. So getting that to be consistent across the team and making it uh, easy to use. So we created some templates for another ISV where they can switch out. We did some custom things beyond the average, you know, PowerPoint template piece. We did some pieces just for them so that they could swap out these modular elements and do like a timeline. So they had the things that they wanted to present to their board. So we did some custom templates and, they were over the moon and now they can communicate what they need to really simply, but powerfully. It looks good mm-hmm. and it makes a difference.
0: I'm all about branding. <laughs> I think well, it's, it's so important. New, it, and it, it gets forgotten. Yeah. And it gets, it gets lost along the way because like you have new people coming in and out and maybe you have a branding guideline. Maybe you don't, maybe you share it, maybe you don't, but it definitely can change and evolve over the years as well. And so you got to constantly, I, I feel like you constantly kind of have to look at it and make sure, our, hey, are we staying with our brand that we have been, or are we changing and evolving? You need to update our brand too. Right. <clears throat> and that kind of leads into our ISV best practices. <laughs> <laughs> have your branding be consistent.
1: <laughs> yes. Number one, first of all, have some, you know, who are you, What what's your what are your icons you know what, what what do you use when you get swag do you have you know somebody looking at something that's bright orange okay I immediately think of Avalara you know so I I do yes. that you know so they've done a great job with their branding they have and theirs has and, evolved
0: and changed over the years
1: mm-hmm. right exactly it doesn't have to be static it just has mm-hmm. to be consistent when you when you update it, you update it across all channels and all employees. So it's, it's not hard. It's deliberate. I think as Jeff Ashley would say, right.
0: Right. <laughs> and I, and I actually love working on branding. Actually, that's probably one of my favorites. I love doing the colors and the fonts and having everything look nice and conform, you know, uniform. And, <clears throat> and if you're a fun brand, obviously you're going to be a lot different than one that's kind of more business-like. So you have to really take that tone into account, your your culture into account. There's a lot of pieces to building your brand than just your font colors and logos. So
1: Exactly. For example, we were talking about payment processing. You know, mm-hmm. when you're talking about money and protection and you know, fraud protection, for example, it's a little more serious kind of <laughs> right. feel to it that you don't want a playful brand for that because people are not going to be playful about their money. No. So you need to take that in consideration when involving your brand.
0: Exactly. And like Avalara's, Avalara is ah, oh, now because <laughs> they want you to be relaxed about your taxes. Although I feel like that could be serious too. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they're taking the the serious out of it for yeah. you. Yep. So I think they've, they've done a nice job
0: there. They have. They definitely have. I, and I was able to, oh, I actually did get to work there for quite a few years and I've le- I learned so much. It was such a great experience. Yeah, they have the marketing engine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they my do, they goodness. Do. Yep. I, I'm. I, I, that was one good, one thing that I loved about working there was I always had, they always had everything that I needed to do it at my job. So that was so helpful.
1: And that leads very nicely into another best practice, I think, is enabling your VAR network. Mm-hmm. So as an ISV, that is the single most important thing you can do is create, I know one of my partners calls it a partner pack and that's just all the materials that a bar would need to go to market so that could be a powerpoint deck that could be um click through demos it could be images it could be gifts it could be anything Mm -hmm. so and what um what another partner has done is they took all of that knowledge that they gathered through their demos with partners and they distilled it into six videos and they did six separate short i mean short for for a var presentation but a var could take these and pick them up and just use them in the sales cycle and oh that's awesome it is it's such a good deal so they broke their onlys into these six buckets and then they did videos that captured and really hit hard with with solid examples in these videos. So these videos are around in anywhere from eight to ten minutes, but they're for a VAR to use at their leisure in the sales process. So they don't have to always say, Oh, hey, let's book a demo with the ISV. They could get the process started and get the client a little excited mm-hmm. up front by showing them one or all of the series of videos.
0: That's great. And and like like you said, you have to give it, make it as easy as possible for the partner and providing all the tools necessary. And that, like you said, can include all of that. And I've in the past included like email content and social content, newsletter content, sales enablement tools. Some ISVs out there even provide SPFs and uh, programs to earn. So there's just so many ways that you can really leverage the relationship with a partner. And of course. it's it's I feel like it's a and you can tell me if if you think this is true, a case by case basis with partners because all partners are different and all partners like to work differently with ISVs. But if you have a stable um partner program to get started with to enable them, that will definitely help. For sure. Absolutely.
1: Okay, I think Oh, go ahead. one thing that I think we also need to make sure that we mention is to keep in touch with your internal contacts on a regular basis. Because when I worked at Avar, you know, everybody's busy. We forget about the ISVs and the promos and the rest of the stuff that's going on in your world, you know, in the ISV land. So I was never bothered by an email from an ISV saying, oh, hey, I have this special thing just for you. <laughs> so it brought it to the top of my inbox and my attention and made me want to do something with it.
0: All right. So let's wrap it up, Donna, with our last topic for today. What to think about when getting into a new ERP space? So I know for me, I have quite a few ISV Society members that are in one ecosystem, and now they're branching out into other ecosystems and other ERPs, and I'm sure you're seeing that as well. So I would love for you to share what these ISVs should think about when they start migrating to these new ERPs.
1: Absolutely. It's a big one, and you're right. I do have a couple of folks that actually just came onto the Acumatica space this last year. So some of the things that we went through when, when we were getting them up to speed is, you know, introduce them or they, you need to get to know the publisher key uh, members that are going to help you mm-hmm. and what their partner program is like, what their marketplace or their you know, their add-on space is like, what are the different levels that you can, can get to if you can get certified for that, you know, what, what are the requirements for getting certified, all of the basics there. Mm-hmm. But really... You know, all the things that we talked about up to this point, you know, that branding, your onlys, all of those things are going to help you position once you get in front of those folks to really let them know why they should let you into the program. Exactly. You know, why, yeah. So that's what we've done with ours is, you know, they were both on their well on their way to getting certified for Acumatica when they came to us. But we were able to help them package up their pitch and all of their materials so that when they got in front of those folks, even folks that they had talked to maybe a year ago, they looked mature and like they were ready to go to market for that's this awesome. space. Yeah, it was it's been great. So getting to know those folks and then building your list of partners. I have one ISV that's doing a real exclusive approach. You know what? That they said, hey, we don't want to just take anybody from the partner sphere. We want to start with with a good invitation only list. And partners that we know that are going to really give us the time and effort to put this together. So maybe that's, you know, you start building your list of the, the partners you really want and put together a nice package for them So put together that nice partner pack where you enable the, the heck out of them. With all of the materials that they could possibly want to go to market and, and the why. So all of those onlys, that's, that's going to help them sell more software. It's not going to be the reason that somebody reaches out to buy software, but it might be the reason they choose to go with you. Exactly. So- and.
0: Some of the things to think about as well from like a end perspective, right, is so when you're in one ERP and you're going to another ERP, I know some, I've, I've seen that a lot of people struggle with pricing because obviously the pricing is, structure is so different. So if you have pricing, you know, in the dynamic space, it's going to be totally different than the pricing in the Acumatica space. So you just want to make sure you have that all planned out and know and are ready to go as well because, you know, the last thing you want to do is start marketing something that you don't have pricing for. <laughs> And then also the other thing is also how the making sure I think this is a key is when you are thinking about going into new ERPs is is the pro with the products that you have, because maybe it's great in one ERP, and I'll use dynamics as an example again. Maybe your solution works really well there and there wasn't that functionality to begin with. But now you're going into say Acumatica or NetSuite or Sage Intact, does your product it you have a lot of competition? right the or does the you want to make sure the ERP obviously doesn't do what your product does and i'm sure all your isvs do that but then also if there's competition out there like you said how do you stand out from those competitors if you're going to also create this product in that in that other ERP so i feel like there's also that you kind of have to take a mental step back and say yes i need all of these marketing things in place i need this partner program in place but i also need the support i need to make sure i can support more partners and more customers and make sure I know the processes for pricing and margin and all of those things that we sometimes forget about because we're so interested in getting this product out 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 certified and start selling it (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) well right there's a natural excitement that comes Mm -hmm. along with this opportunity so all of this new availability and uh I know, I have I actually have one partner who's in that, who we, we keep rescheduling meetings because they're like, I have all these demos. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's a good problem to have, but it's also, you know, cause for concern here. Like, hey, we want to make sure you have the backend set up so that you can service all of these.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So definitely have to think about the whole picture when going into new ERP. And like you said, really getting to know the publisher, the people in that ecosystem, the main players, um, especially for Acumatica. I mean, the people, the Acumatica is such a great uh, company and the people there are so great to work with. If you want to know who to work, at, work with, it's Foy, Maynard, and Louisa. Gooding, <laughs> those are your two top people to reach out to from an ISVs perspective. And and then also, I just need to make a plug for AccuConnect, since we are both on the Marketing Webinars and Events Committee, that's another great way to leverage others in the Acumatica ecosystem and reach more partners and customers and build relationships with ISVs.
1: Absolutely. Love it.
0: Well, thank you, Donna, so much for joining me this week. I truly do appreciate it. Um, I'm glad we got to put this together and schedule it based on our busy schedules, but we made it happen finally. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Happy to be here. Thanks again.
0: And thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I do appreciate it. Feel free to share this episode, comment, like, subscribe, anything to help me get my podcast out there to the world. So thank you again. Have a great day. You've just listened to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe and or share with your team. I would love to also hear your feedback and share any tips and tricks or topics that you'd like to hear in my upcoming episodes. Have a great week.